And thank you, ladies. Isn't that what we need to hear right now is that we have a Jesus that is always the same. And what, a, what an encouragement uh, that song is. Let's go in our Bibles tonight to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Very familiar passage of scripture. Uh, here just a few weeks back, uh, the Lord just uh, put upon my heart to uh, kind of pick up. Uh, we call this uh, the faith chapter of the Bible. And I uh, really felt this was so needed, so necessary. And I think it's so applicable to our day. As we look at uh, the book of Hebrews, uh, I, I believe the, the testimony is given unto us is that God wants us to enter not only into salvation, but to the victorious Christian life. And uh, that's the message of Hebrews, the children of Israel, first generation. Uh, the picture is they, they were redeemed out of Egypt. Uh, they they uh, passed through the Red Sea. They wandered through the wilderness, the pillar of fire, the pillar of cloud, uh, God's presence, the Holy Spirit in their midst. God provided for them water from the rock and manna from heaven, and God was so good to them. And yet that first generation missed the victorious Christian life. The Lord said, I am come that they might have life, that they might have it more abundantly. And I've been very concerned that through this time, many Christians would miss the victorious Christian life. And I want you, we're going to be in Hebrews 11, uh, but I want you very quickly to read with me from Hebrews chapter 3, Hebrews chapter 3, and then we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 11 and stand as we would read a portion of the Word of God there. Hebrews chapter 3, uh, here again, this warning is concerning that first generation of the children of Israel. Verse number 12, Hebrews 3, says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. He goes on to state in verse number 18, And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not. And so we see then that they could not enter in because of unbelief. And again, I believe the picture is they, they were saved. They had been redeemed from Egypt, but they missed the abundant Christian life out of unbelief. And they departed from, from that, turned back into the wilderness. And a lot of Christians live much of their Christian life in the wilderness, just wandering, just existing without the joy of the Lord, without the purpose of God in their lives. Now, Hebrews chapter 11, if you would stand with me uh, here this, this evening, we're dealing with Abraham. I want to read a portion of Scripture in the midst of the chapter. Hebrews 11, verse number 8. Hebrews 11 and verse number 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they had came out, they might, uh, they might have had opportunity to have returned. 
But now they desire a better country that is in heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. And again, we're going to, to build, we preached on Sunday night, uh, the faith of Abraham. Uh, we're going to build upon that uh, this evening as we look at Abraham's faith and some aspects of his faith uh, here this evening. If you join me, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you. It's so good to be in this place and so good to open the Word of God. You've been so good to us here at Valley Bible Baptist, Lord. I, I'm just humbled by, uh, by your, your presence, your goodness unto us. And Lord, we've been encouraged tonight in song. Now as we open your word, how we need to hear from heaven, Lord, how we need you to speak to our hearts. And uh, we pray that you would be uplifted and exalted. Lord, there's somebody here tonight that needs uh, just some encouragement to walk with you, to walk by faith, and uh, to continue looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Lord, help us tonight, empower and use us, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated uh, here this evening. You know, often we refer to Abraham as the father of faith, and uh, we know just in the background, we dealt with this uh, concerning Sunday night, that God called Abraham out of a life of idolatry. We know that his father served idols on the other side of the flood. And, and so in mercy and grace, God reached down unto Abraham. And God called Abraham, made Abraham a trophy of his grace. And that's what God wants to do in each and every one of our lives. God wants to take your life, no matter where you've been, no matter how far from God you've been, God wants to take your life and just as Abraham make you a trophy of grace. Uh, Abraham became a great man of faith. We know that uh, three major religions in the world would point back to Abraham, the Jews uh, through Isaac, uh, the uh, Islam or the, the Muslims uh, through Ishmael, and we as Christians back to the Lord Jesus Christ and all of this, the seed of Abraham. Uh, verse number eight, we dealt with uh, at length on, on Sunday evening, by faith, Abraham obeyed. Uh, by faith, he obeyed. And uh, we took an outline. I stole this uh, from somebody, but uh, just built upon that. Uh, uh, he obeyed when he did not know where. Uh, the Bible says that he obeyed God, he went out, God called him to a place he should have to receive for an inheritance. Uh, he obeyed, went out not knowing whither he went. And then he obeyed when he did not know how. Uh, he was an old man, Sarah was beyond childbearing years, and yet Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. And so he obeyed God. He obeyed God when he did not know when. He waited for 25 years for that son of promise. And he obeyed God when he did not know why. Uh, the latter part of uh, this testimony of Abraham tells about Abraham, Genesis 22, offering Isaac, that son, a promise upon the altar because he loved God more than he loved Isaac. And uh, that uh, passage in Genesis 22 is one of my favorites, and God has used that in my life over and over. Now here's the principle, God expects and blesses obedience. When you know something to be the will of God, you just do it. You don't need to know why or how. You just obey God. Even if you don't understand, it's going to go against your flesh. It may be very difficult, but you just obey God. Our, our job is to trust and follow God regardless. God is the one that leads us. By faith, we are to follow Him looking unto Jesus. Now, we gave and have given this definition a true Bible faith is confident obedience to God's word in spite of circumstances or consequences. 
You see, it's just obedience to God. Trusting God. God has the bird's eye view. God knows what's best. God knows what's right. Uh, God will not always fill in the details for you. You just simply know something to be the will of God. You do it, despite the circumstances or the consequences. Now, I, I believe in the days ahead, uh, we're going to have to learn to walk by faith and not by sight. Obeying God, regardless of what it costs. It was a part of a national prayer meeting last night, Brother, Brother Chuck Harding. And uh, as, as we prayed, many prayed for Brother Treber, uh, who had been uh, your school as you went to uh, North Valley Baptist. And, and they uh, have uh, issued fines for continuing with church. And uh, days ahead, we don't know what it's going to take. We don't know uh, what it's going to cost, but it may cost us something. We're going to have to walk by faith and not by sight. Now tonight, I want to, to build upon something here that God has used in my own life, uh, just dealing with Abraham and his faith. Uh, God blessed Abraham because of faith. Uh, God always blesses. Faith pleases God. And without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Uh, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22 states, The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and He addeth no sorrow with it. When we do things God's way, when we walk by faith, we receive God's blessing. And God's blessing is, we might say, the flavoring of life. Uh, God's blessing is what makes life worth living. I don't want to go through life without the blessing of God, without the touch of God. And in Valley Bible Baptist, I don't want to play church. I, I want the blessing of God. I, I want God's hand upon this church. I want God's hand upon my family. I want God's hand upon my life. I, I want to walk like Abraham. I want to walk by faith. I, I, I don't want to live life without the touch of God, without the blessing of God, without the presence of God. Uh, when we do things in the flesh, uh, we have sorrow that is added. But when we do things God's way, we have the blessing of God. And that's so prevalent and so evident in the life of Abraham. Now, of course, in the, in the Old Testament, we have the contrast with, with Abraham, who walked by faith, and Lot, who lifted up his eyes and looked upon Sodom, and he walked by sight. And we have Abraham blessed of God. We have Lot having sorrow with the life, and as a result of his lack of faith and walking by, by flesh instead of by faith in the Lord. Now, let's look here tonight, Hebrews 11 and verse number 8. And what we find of Abraham's faith is that his faith centered around a place. In verse number 8, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place, which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whither he went. And it says, verse 9, by faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange land, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Now, that place became for Abraham the center of God's blessing. To know the blessing of God, Abraham must be in the will of God at the place that God had promised unto him. I want you to go back to Genesis chapter 12 uh, again this evening. Genesis chapter 12. And in Genesis chapter 12, verse number 1, 
It reads, Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land, unto that place that I will show thee. In verse number 6, And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Sychem, to the plain of Marah, and the Canaanite was then in the land. And notice as Abraham has obeyed God, he's arrived at that land, he arrived at that place. The Lord appeared unto Abram and said unto thy seed, Will I give this land and there build it an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him? And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west, Hai on the east. And there he built an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. Now, God said, Abram, I, I'm going to show you a land. I, I have a place for you. Abram obeyed God by faith, walking. God brought him to that land, to that place, and there God appeared to him. And it was in that place that God revealed his plan for Abram. And it's in that place that God was worshipped by Abram. It's in that place that he built an altar unto the Lord, and in that place that he worshipped the Lord. Genesis chapter 12, verse number 10. And there was a famine in that land, or in that place, and Abram went down into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. And, and you never read that God directed Abram from that place or from that land, but in this famine, Abram, it's evident in unbelief now, uh, turns to Egypt, he backslides, and many bad things happen to Abram in the land of Egypt out of that place. But you go to chapter 13, verse number 1. And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had and lot with him into the south, and Abram was very rich in cattle and silver and in gold, and he went on his journeys from the south even to Bethel unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai unto the place of the altar which he had made there at the first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. And, and you do not read that Abram called on the name of the Lord in the land of Egypt. But you read now as he comes back to that place, back to the will of God, back to this walk of faith, it's in that place that again God directs and works in his life. So the place, the place of the altar, it's the place of fellowship, it's the place of the promise. Now look in chapter 13 of Genesis, in Genesis 13 verse number 10, Lot, as we mentioned earlier, left that place. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zoar, and it says, Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan. Lot journeyed east. They separated themselves one from the other. Now Lot leaves that place. He leaves the altar. He leaves that place of blessing. In verse 13, it says, But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. So we mentioned Lot walked by sight, not by faith. He lifted up his eyes. It was like the land of Egypt. He was looking for material blessing. Uh, instead of as the song, I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. And, and Lot looks to the blessings and the material wealth of this world instead of the place of God's blessing. He missed God's blessing and added sorrow to his life. 
Now look at Abraham, Genesis 13, verse number 12. But this man, after he had offered one, whoops, I'm in the wrong passage, Genesis 13, verse 12, and Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, in that place. And Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent towards Sodom. Verse 14, and the Lord said unto Abram, after that Lot was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes and look to the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it to thy seed forever. I will make of thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that a man can number the dust of the earth. Then shall thy seed be numbered. And then God said, Arise, walk through the land in the length of it, the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Then Abraham removed his tent, dwelt, or came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. And so the blessing of God, Abraham, his faith centered in a place. Now, God has for you and your life a place of blessing. And to find that place of blessing, you walk by faith. Now, I want to, to relate this tonight, and, and to me this is so important as we deal with this particular time in history. I, I believe the local church is a place of blessing. It's a necessary place in the life of a, of a Christian. Uh, in the book of Acts, if you'll go there with me for just a second, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, and in verse number 41, Acts chapter 2 and verse 41, we know of this, the day of Pentecost. You see, this was the plan of the Lord. In verse number 2, or chapter 2, verse 41, it reads, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. This was God's plan. This was the local church. I call it the First Baptist Church of Jerusalem. See, they were saved, and they were added to that local church. And that church became for them the place of blessing. It was the place of growth. It was the place of fellowship with God. It was the place where God worked in their life. And it says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. In verse 46, and they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking uh, bread from house to house did eat their meat with singleness, gladness of heart, praising God, having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Uh, that was the place of blessing. For them, uh, Go to Hebrews chapter 10, and in our context here of the faith chapter of the Bible, Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 22. Uh, here the Word of God is, is giving us this warning. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for He is faithful that promised and let us consider one another uh, to provoke uh, unto love to good works, not forsaking 
the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. And, and I believe, again, this is that, that warning uh, of that first generation of the children of Israel. They, they missed the blessing of God. And, and listen, you cannot lose salvation. Salvation is secure in the Lord Jesus Christ, but you can miss the blessing of God that comes with salvation. You can miss the abundant Christian life, and you will never know the abundant Christian life apart from the place of the local church. Now, I'm thankful that we've been able to have internet, but let me be honest, this is not church. Let's not get used to this. Let's not get comfortable with this. You see, we need the assembling, the, the place. We need to be together in a place. And I believe it's together. We need the place. We need God's blessing that comes with that place. And in our walk of faith, that place, the local church, is so crucial in our life. So many of God's blessings in my personal life have centered around the local church. It was in the local church I heard the gospel. I wasn't saved in church. I was at home in my bed when I called upon the Lord, but I heard the gospel in church. I was baptized the day before my junior year in high school. I was baptized and became a part as, as that uh, in the book of Acts, the day of Pentecost, they were added. I was baptized and added to my local church. And I surrendered to the ministry in the local church. And uh, it was in the local church where I was married to, to my precious wife. And I, I'd served in uh, Sunday school teachers and, and uh, did the bus routes and bus ministry and Christian school. And uh, so much of the service to God was centered around the local church. And major decisions in my life were made in the church and at old-fashioned altars and tears that I wept and sin that God dealt with my heart about uh, happened at an old-fashioned altar. And, and the strength was gained. And I can say without a shadow of a doubt, I would not be here tonight had it not been for a vow the day of my baptism that I would be active and faithful in the local church where God had placed me. See, it's a place of God's blessing. We need church. We need that place. And then beyond, I believe it's, by the way, it's God's will for every born-again child of God to be scripturally baptized and to be a part of a local church. Now beyond the local church, God has a place of service for you. He's got a place, the will of God for your life, for my family, for myself. That place has been Valley Bible Baptist here in, in Española, New Mexico. And I remember well that, that day in January, my wife and I visited Valley Bible Baptist back in that old building. And, and uh, we came on a Sunday morning, and it was that day the pastor resigned. We went out. I had a sack lunch, and we went out to uh, Old River out by San Juan and that old bridge. And, and there we had that sack lunch. But God so dealt with my heart, and I knew the call of God uh, would be here to Española, New Mexico. And for me, this place has been the will of God for my life. Randy and Naomi, that place for you is Cambodia. It's where God has called you to ministry. For some of you, uh, a place of teaching Sunday school, a place of the Christian school, and working bus routes, there's a place of service. And our walk with God should center around a place of service. It's a place of God's blessing. It's a place as we walk this walk by faith, there's that place. Let's go back to Hebrews. 
chapter 11. Abraham's faith centered around a place. But Abraham's faith centered around a person. Hebrews 11, verse number 11. Here the Lord says through faith, Also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. We know that God promised to Abraham a seed. Now go back again, Genesis chapter 12. This call of God upon Abram, Abraham. Genesis 12 and verse number 2. Genesis 12 verse number 2. God said to Abram, I will make of thee a great nation. You can't have a great nation without a seed. And I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Now, Abram waited for that son of promise. Much of his life was spent looking to God, waiting for that seed. Uh, we go to Genesis chapter 17 and verse number 1. And when Abram was 90 years old and 9, the Lord appeared to Abram. And said unto him, I am the Almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee. Thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee, and I will make thee exceeding fruitful. I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee. In their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. And I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger. And then we go to Genesis chapter 18 and verse number 9. And they said unto him, we know this, uh, the Lord appeared to, to Abram on the plains of Mamre. And, and they said unto him, where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, behold in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. We go to verse number 14, and God said to Abram, Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. I love Romans 4, verses 18 through 21 of Abram. It says of this time, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Because of Abraham's faith, God blessed him with a son, with that son, Isaac. But we know, of course, that Abraham's faith looked beyond Isaac to, I believe, the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that was the person of blessing to Abraham. Uh, you go back to Genesis chapter uh, 12 and verse number 3. Genesis 12, when God called Abram, this was the promise that God gave to Abram. 
Genesis chapter 12, verse number 3, and I will bless them, God said to Abram, I will bless thee, them that bless thee, and curse them that curseth thee, and in thee, and in thy fa- shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And of course we know that, that that's looking to the Lord Jesus Christ. We go to Genesis chapter 22 and verse number 18. Genesis 22, when Abram or Abraham was willing to offer that son a promise. Genesis 22, verse number 18, God appeared to Abram. God said, and then thy seed shall all nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. Now God chose Abraham that he might bring the Messiah into the world. And through that Messiah, God would bless the world. And Abraham's faith rested in that person of Christ. And Christ was that person a blessing. This is so important for you and I tonight. In the days ahead, we must walk by faith. God's blessing to us centers around the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's the major theme of the book of Hebrews. I want you to go with me. Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. In verse number 1. It says, God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past to the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, set down to the right hand of majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he had by an inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Hebrews 3, verse number 1. Uh, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the holy calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Hebrews 4, verse 14. uh, Seeing then we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the filling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews chapter 12 verse number 1. Here the Bible says, wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight the sin which does so easily beset us let us run with patience the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith. Listen tonight our blessings come from a walk of faith with the Lord Jesus Christ. Our eyes upon the Lord, looking unto the Lord. And here's the challenge I want to give you is love Jesus. You walk with Jesus. You get close to Jesus. Let Jesus be the delight of your heart. You see, Abraham, look forward by faith to that seed, to the Lord Jesus Christ. The whole life of Abraham was centered in that promise of that seed. All of Abraham's life, look forward to the seed, to that person, to the Lord Jesus Christ. And friends, that's what our life ought to be centered is. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. And that's what Lot missed. Lot was a saved man, but he missed fellowship with Jesus Christ. He walked the path of the world. He missed the abundant Christian life. Abraham centered his life in the person of Christ. See, our blessings come from a walk of faith with Jesus. Let Jesus be real to you. Let him be real to your heart. Love him. Grow to love him more each and every day. 
And friend, as you look to Jesus, you can come boldly to the throne of grace. You can come through the blood of Christ. He's our great high priest. You can come into the presence of God through the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe this never before, day by day, we ought to be looking upward because our Jesus is coming back again. And we ought to look forward to that day that we will be with Jesus in the presence of God forever and ever. Abraham's faith centered around a place. And Abraham's faith centered around a person. Now let's go back to Hebrews chapter 11. And you see this ties together. Abraham's faith centered around these promises. A promise. Hebrews 11, notice this, verse number 9. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise. As in a strange country, dwelling in the tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Verse 11, through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. In verse 17, it says, By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. See, there was this land of promise, there's this seed of promise, and the Bible speaks of this faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You see, Abraham's faith was not something that he mustered up within himself. Abraham's faith was not in himself. As you look at the life of Abraham, I love his life because he failed so many times. And you see the ups and downs of Abraham's life. And his faith could not have been in himself. His faith was in the promise of God. His faith was not in his own ability. His faith was not in his own faithfulness. His faith was not even in his own faith. His faith was in God. And his faith was in the promise of God. Because the Bible says that Abraham judged God faithful. God promised Abraham, and Abraham simply believed. He believed God to be faithful. He believed that God could never lie. It's impossible for God to lie. He believed that if God spoke it, that God had the ability to bring it to pass. And so his faith centered in a promise of God. And see, a promise from God is as good as done. There were the physical promises that we spoke about. It was the land. Uh, through the, though Abraham never, never possessed it, he believed it. You, you look in Hebrews 11, verse 13. It says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. You see, he walked by faith and not by sight, and he saw what nobody else could see through eyes of faith. His faith rested in God's promise. He saw it afar off. He was persuaded them, embraced them, confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in the earth. See, God has given that land to Abraham's seed to this day. We have the privilege, we're going to go to Israel. You're going to see miracles as you go to Israel and uh, see that blessing of this promise and God's promise to Abraham. Abraham did not see that come to pass in his life, but he believed it. He was persuaded of it. Uh, then there was that son. God gave to Abraham that son miraculously, Isaac. Uh, that was the physical promise. But there are those spiritual promises. 
See, in Abraham's life, all of this pointed, as we said, to Jesus Christ, but the promise of salvation. See, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. Abraham was not saved by his works or by his goodness. He was saved by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he looked forward in faith to that blood sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and that was his salvation, looking forward to Christ. Uh, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. By faith, we look to Christ. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I thank the Lord for that night I called out upon the Lord Jesus Christ and, and he forgave me and saved me and he's never left me. He's never forsaken me uh, from that point. There's that promise of salvation and it's available to all who will come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Then there's the promise of heaven. Hebrews chapter 11, look again, verse number nine. By faith, he sojourned. That word sojourn means to dwell for a time, to dwell or live in a place as a temporary resident, as a stranger, not considering the place as his permanent habitation. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. I love verse 10, for he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. There's a land that is fairer than day, and by faith we can see it afar. And the Father waits over the way to prepare us a dwelling place there. Uh, through Christ, Abraham looked beyond Canaan land. He looked beyond to his land and home a promise. In verse 15, Hebrews 11, and Truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better country, that is, an heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. I've been reading in the book of Revelation where uh, the Lord gives that city come down from God out of heaven. A beautiful city, glorious city. And by faith, Abraham looked to that city. Turn forward to 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 1. 1 Peter 1, verse number 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia. Uh, we have here a group of Christians that because of persecution have been scattered throughout the world. And what the Lord is writing to them through Peter is that their country is not of this life, but it's of a greater thing. Hebrews, or 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 11. 1 Peter 2, 11. He says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims abstain from fleshly lust which war against the soul. See, we're simply strangers and pilgrims wandering through this life. We're sojourners. We have here a temporary dwelling. And by faith we see a heavenly city afar. That's the faith of Abraham. And we look for that place. It's so important. I believe in the days ahead that we look for that home, that heavenly home. This world's going to be destroyed. You can see how quickly this world is coming to an end. And, and we've recently preached through the book of Daniel. And, 
And you see the Antichrist so prevalent in the book of Daniel. And that spirit of Antichrist is so at work in our world today. It's a spirit of deception. It's a, a spirit as, as our world follows a deceptive path away from God. I believe we're seeing across America a gradual removing of the blessing of God upon this land and a gradual removal of, of God's spirit. And there is just this, this spirit of deception that's gone forth and uh, a vanity of heart. And, and the Bible says that God would give them over to a reprobate mind. And, and we see those days and oh, how we need revival. And I believe God is able and God can. And, and if God's people will cry out to the Lord. But I, but I think as never before, our life can't be anchored here. It's got to be anchored in heaven, looking for our heavenly city. This world's going to be destroyed, and we look for the promise of Christ's return. But while we walk here, we sojourn, and we walk by faith. And our faith is centered around a place. It's the place of God's blessing. Our faith is centered around the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. We love him and walk with him. And our faith must be centered around these promises of God. The God that can never lie. The God that will never fail. The God that is able to fulfill that which he has given unto us. Let's bow our heads.